Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 273, Star Wars episode, as you heard, and the book that me and Matt like the most in the stable of Star Wars books, Darth Vader. Darth Vader number 10 is what we will be talking about as Greg Pak continues to show that even without the Force, old Darth Vader is one bad butt guy, right? But before we do get into that, let me tell you where you can find us all over the place. You can go to the Twitters at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us and we will follow you back. I think that's a courtesy that I like to extend to everybody. And also go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can see news, previews, and reviews. And then finally, go and check out our Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we have a ton of different shows and a show that may be starting out next week I'm going to be doing a show with my man, Pete from NYC, where we're going to go back and do a little bonus coverage of some Star Wars stuff. He has really gotten into the Star Wars comics, so he asked me if he could do a show where we go back and kind of go through a couple of the old things, probably focusing on the Jason Aaron 2015, I think it was, run of Star Wars stuff as it all came back to Marvel. So we're going to dip into that that show will probably come out on mondays and in the meantime me and matt who you'll hear in just a little bit we have another show on the patreon where me and him go through the best worst comics comics that are just so bad that you talk about them and they're good to talk and have fun with recently just this past week we ended up going through the rob liefeld youngblood number one and that was pretty darn bad. So you can go and check that out. And that show that me and Matt do comes out every Wednesday. So there are a bunch of weekly shows that we end up doing on the Patreon that if you check it out, it's not just, you know, one show every month or whatnot. We have a ton. And we have probably about, I think, five or six weekly podcasts, just podcasts all on their own. So it's like subscribing to pretty much a weird science network. A podcast. One thing I will mention as well, because it's a little different, but something I really do enjoy is me and my man Luke Hollywood have a weekly manga show. And right now we're going through the stuff that is hitting brand new on the Shonen Jump deal. Like last week, we ended up doing Witch Watch. Watch Witch, Witch Watch. And you end up, if you know what that is, you'll be happy to know that I really like it. But go and check out our Patreon and all of that. But Without further ado, let's get on with the show where it will be me and my man Matt talking about Darth Vader. Hello, everybody, and here we are. Here we are with Darth Vader for the Star Wars deal. I'm here with Matt. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good. Can't complain. All right. Yes, and we're here, and we say this a lot, but forgive us if this is a 12-minute podcast because <laughs> this Darth Vader number 10 is one of the quickest reads you'll ever have. Uh, and it's good because of it. You even said that you found it refreshing mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we recorded. It's very action-packed. And I do like the idea where because of the 
lack of, you know, not as much dialogue, whatever. Sometimes, and especially with like dog fights, because you end up having Darth go against a fleet of TIE fighters, things like that. Sometimes it does get confusing. It does not. I mean, I think that basically we said leading into this, we've even said about Greg Pak and a couple of the issues prior that they all have been quick reads, but they're more to show how badass Darth Vader is. He can't use the force. He's been ripped apart again. And how is he going to build himself back up as the emperor is teaching him a lesson? He thinks that Darth Vader went a little too far. Now, with that, I think that this issue shows you that the Emperor wasn't just, and it's a weird deal, and, and you, you wonder by the end, is it that Darth was getting too close to something that the Emperor didn't want him to get to, so he was punishing him, but yet mm-hmm. when he punishes him, he's getting closer to bigger things, and mm-hmm. is that what he wants? Is this going to be one of those things that at the end, because obviously the tough thing with Greg Pak writing this is that we know then what happens coming up. I mean, this is at the end in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So we know full well what happens. Now, what really ends up happening is, you know, Darth goes against the Emperor to save Luke. Um, But is this all the idea that, you know, the Emperor wants Darth to find these things or wants him to even get him something or whatnot? The idea of going to Exegol is pretty big. And then by the end of this, Darth Vader pretty much says, you know what, screw this this emperor, I'm going to use the force. And what made me laugh when we get to that point is, <laughs> is that the idea that Darth says then, because of course he's with Ochi, which actually we love having mm-hmm. Ochi there. And what I like about Ochi is there for a bit of levity, but also you, you can't really do much with just Darth by himself. Right, mm-hmm. So you need that person. I think Ochi's a pretty good deal with it. But when, when you get to that, you almost get the idea that Darth wanted to not use the Force earlier just to prove to himself he's a badass because now he doesn't care. And so he, and he even says to Ochi, yeah, a lot of people have said that I'm going to die and things like that. That never happens. But I, I actually think that my score is already going up a bit. I'm telling you, it's it, it's an issue yeah. that goes so quick. And doesn't have a ton of, it has action, but a ton of progression. You pretty much just get on to Exegol here. Mm-hmm. But boy, I, I really like that. I really like, it's, it's the thing. Darth Vader is one of the greatest characters you could ever, you know, come across. So I think that that is the deal. But this is Darth Vader, number 10, Into the Fire, Part 5, The Red Horror. Written by Greg Pak, art by Rafael Anko, Colors by Naraj Menon. And letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Darth Vader survives. The Emperor brutally punished Vader for his actions, stranding him on Mustafar. Vader rebuilt his body, battled the assassin Ochi and his droid mercenaries, and survived the Eye of Webish Bog. That's a lot of stuff, too. I'm telling you, he is badass. Now Vader has his next objective, the planet Exegol, and nothing will stand in the way of the Dark Lord discovering the Emperor's true plan for the galaxy. And as we saw at the end of last issue, he was going into that red space. Mm-hmm. That he has to get, to get the Exegol, the Nebula, and you end up having the big giant monster, the Suma Verminoth, mm-hmm. which you pointed out is very, very similar to the Doctor Strange villain that looks exactly like that. And it is kind of funny because when you sent it to me, <laughs> you thought it was this thing. You know, I, I actually thought full out it was. And I <laughs> thought that this was because just recently, he ended up having Kevin Feige 
actually have to come out and announce that there probably won't be a Marvel Universe, Star Wars Universe crossover ever. He came out, somebody asked him, and this Smart. is something that people now, seriously, I do not need Iron Man going mm-hmm. around you know, with Darth Vader. That would be a cool, like, what if? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you wanted to have a full out what if the Marvel and Star Wars Universe crossed, I'd read every one, and I'd probably love them. I don't want those movies, though. I'd rather you know keep those separate and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that what you were saying at first, and I got kind of excited, was that maybe we will get some comic stuff, though <laughs> the timing and all that would be you know something you'd have to figure out and whatnot. But still, uh, you got me excited because Shuma Gorath yep. is a big Doctor Strange villain from a while ago, you know, in Marvel Premier he pops number up five. Here and there. Yeah, in November 1972, and he does pop up, you know, here and there. It had stuff. With a bunch, Monica Rambeau ended up going and He's having doing something a deal. With Conan so, lately, yep, and too. Luke Cage, Conan, all those things. Yep. And it does look just like it. So mm-hmm. whether or not that was, you know, maybe a influence Subliminal. or it was subconscious when, but it, this this deal, the squid monster, uh, <laughs> is from the solo movie. That's where we ended up seeing it when it was attacking. It's the thing with all those tentacles and stuff, and it, it looks great. I mean, and you end up in it. The funny thing is I forgot the idea that Ochi is just in that container. He's <laughs> in that storage container underneath. And I think that that makes Vader even more badass because the idea that that ship that he's on ends up also having Ochi's ship, which actually has that container, can't be that easy to maneuver as much mm-hmm. as you know you would he still does it you're not gonna bring him down and out of nowhere you do end up having three and the other thing is if you want to see how badass a guy is just take notice of what they think they need to bring him down he is in a ship carrying a storage container and they send three star destroyers after him still can't bring him down now he ends up being able to use his maneuverability but i also think that it's one of those where you're not going to be able to get a star destroyer into exegol so they kind of screwed up anyway but they end up pretty much just sending out wave and wave of tie fighters while they talk a little crap too darth vader it also seems in my mind because we said they just kind of were there I think that this is supposed to be the idea that the Emperor has foreseen a lot of things, or at least he's setting it up, knowing that Vader will get to this next level, which means to me that there's a lot of people dying for no reason. Because even with this, they end up sending fleet after fleet of TIE They're all dead. He kills everyone. Yeah, pretty much just to get killed, and it means nothing. They, They can't stop him. And the thing is where you end up having Darth Vader... Uh, you don't get in, the funny thing about it, and you'll continue it here. I like the idea of what Greg Pak is doing overall with Darth Vader too, with the idea that there's Darth Vader. You talk to him, Ochi's yelling at him the whole time, and I just imagine <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> Ochi's just screaming. And we gotta run. I don't yeah. run. You know, I don't know why that was a Darth Vader voice that sounded more robotic than anything. But the idea of while that's going on, you actually see these doubts, and you see. That Darth Vader isn't just that cold machine that that people think. He's not just a guy who's like just always focused on death and and get. He has those things. He was trying to find, you know, Padme. He was trying to find who took his son from him. All these things going on, and we get a little more of that, especially that when you go in and you get into this mess. Now, I will tell you 
the mist itself, mm-hmm. how is it getting into the compartment of the ships? Because if that's the case, they'd be dead. But the vacuum I thought of that, space would come. Yeah, yeah. I thought that maybe it's supposed to be kind of like a metaphysical thing because they even say if you get past the you know the tentacles and the awful what looks like the sarlacc pit mouth of this thing uh and that big giant eye it also can mess with your mind it also can screw with you so maybe yeah, that it's, is it's it's getting in both their helmets and they're, yeah, they're both yeah. wearing respirators and in even there, in so. the ships and stuff i'm like that yeah. storage container the big thing was oh my god i don't think it's gonna stay i don't he'd be dead but you have to have, and I think that it's more of a visual thing to show that they are, you know, being in the control deal. But it, it seemed weird, or I don't know, because Ochi seems consumed by it, you know, when he's mm-hmm. there. But I thought that Vader, it might have been outside, but it's envelope. But still, what it does is make you see some bad things. And then supposedly what Ochi says is that it how shows you, you how you're going to die. And where I think the idea of all this that shows again that Darth Vader isn't just that, you know, more machine than man doesn't care or whatever. He ends up replaying again the scene with Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan and and says, you know, I loved you and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And that still is getting to and it, it seems in this it's not like he's seeing it in anger either. It seems like, you know, his life is flashing, but maybe some mistakes he made. But what is cool here is that you end up having Luke transposed in these scenes as you're going. You do see yep. the Darth Vader going and watching, you know, him and Luke fighting on uh, Bespin, all that. But then you also see Luke there on Mustafar kind of deal. You end up seeing Luke being the one, you know, taking the place of Obi-Wan there. Obi-Wan, yeah. And then you get a full reversal on Bespin of where Luke was the one who got his hand cut oh, off yeah. and was trying to get away, it switches. It's actually Luke going after Vader, telling him there's no escape. And that's crazy. And yeah, then he even crazy. says, my son. And so you get this idea here, you know, is it that he's thinking, oh, man, my son's going to be the one? He, like, this has to be something that, you know, the Sumo Verminov is twisting and turning in his mind, but it has to be there as well. That maybe he thinks that, oh, my God, I'm going to make my son like me. Look at me. I'm I'm hideous. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the guy without a helmet. Guy looks terrible. And so or is it that he wants Luke to just because he said at one point, I mean, a lot of people don't go fully with the idea. Remember of the idea. Let's go off together destroy the emperor and rule the universe father and son i mean he pretty much betrays you know the emperor throws him under the bus when he gets to luke whether or not that's a ploy or whatnot Mm -hmm. uh but he obviously you know didn't as he read luke wrong he wasn't reading the room right there in the bed because that's not what luke was about he must have thought that he would have been but yeah you end up where and even says it in this but it's twisted where luke's in the control part and is you know what I mean? Like, is this yeah, what yeah. he's afraid of? Is this or maybe is, is an that what the predi- It could be what the emperor predicts yeah, is going to happen. Yeah. Maybe and his plan so, all along was to get Luke instead of Darth yeah. Vader. And so Luke's there, and like, hey, you know, Darth's there. He already got his hand cut off. He's reaching up and says, "Please, you know, join me, son. We'll rule the universe together, father and son." And Luke just cuts off his arm, and yep. then just runs the saber right through his chest and kills him. But then it continues on with. 
good. It is your destiny. You have the emperor walking away as Darth's just dead. Sparks going everywhere. It looks a lot like um, Han Solo there. Not yeah, like yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And, and so you end Harrison up Ford. really, yeah. <laughs> so you end up having all that is what Darth said. Now Ochi, it's funny too. I like the idea. We don't know what Ochi saw because really we don't need to. We would have well, Ochi's yeah. like, oh my god! I saw I was walking down this the sidewalk and I slipped on a banana peel. I ended up breaking <laughs> my neck and then I had fruit salad up my butt. I like that's my fear. <laughs> I told you, my fear is falling down the steps and just dying. Like, I'm carrying a tray of food and fall down the steps, and I'm just food everywhere. Like, you can't go out like that. You got to go out big, right? Well, that's happened to you a couple times, right? Falling down the steps. I fall up the Nobody steps. Comes I talk to about you. this on the deal. No, they all laugh. They all point and laugh. <laughs> and then I pretend that I'm hurt, and it yeah. still doesn't work. And then I realize, then I write down my list. Okay, Ethan, you're going to get yours. I start taking my list. But they go through <laughs> this this mist, and they end up crashing on the Exegol. Ochi gets out of the, holy crap, did you see how you died too? And I like that you have that because then we do see that Ochi saw some messed up things too that led to his death. So mm-hmm. you wonder then, okay, is that how Darth Vader's going to die? Well, the funny thing is we know he won't die like that. But it is involved with him, the Emperor and Luke. So there is, you know, some sort of in thing. And also the idea of, again, Luke doesn't do this. So I think that it kind of makes this a powerful scene in the way that when you get to Return of the Jedi, the Emperor is setting up this death. He, He certainly is telling Luke, just strike him down, kill your father, join me, you're next in line. Boom, we'll go. You know, you don't need Darth Vader. And Luke goes against it. And so maybe, you know, you get that idea that when Darth Vader now gets to that scene, he thinks, oh, my God, it's coming true. I mean, this is what it was foretold. There's nothing I can do. And Luke says no and throws the saber down. And that's why Darth Vader, like, that's the point. Like, oh, my God, he actually went against my fate to save me. I think it makes it that much bigger. The weird thing is, I love the art in this, too. The one thing that makes me laugh is every time and every time I get to the page where you end up having Ochi, did it show you how you how you die? For some reason, I keep thinking that he's taking his helmet off there and I want to see what he looks like. But he's not. I don't know what it is with that deal. I guess because he's leaning over and I expect him to take it off. He's just grabbing it. like He's he's grabbing it like, oh, my God, my helmet. I got helmet headache. And so you're there. Now, the, the big deal is with this. They're on Exegol. And I'm like. I thought this monster deal was just in the space. I didn't know that it was going to be hanging planet <laughs> deal. I didn't know it had landfall. Um, but I like the way that they do this. They really want to show you the perspective. It's, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Of the, the monster to them. So you have them at first, like you see them and they're talking, but if they're not talking, you might lose track, especially as they're mm-hmm. going. And the camera is not panning in. It's staying at the same spot as they go. So as they get further, you almost have a thing, and it, it reminded me of one of the first times I saw something like this was in the Battlestar Galactica television show. When you have the Vipers, the, the ships, they shoot mm-hmm. out, they launch, and you'd all of a sudden with that almost like handheld cam, boom, go right into them, and then boom, right out. And it was really cool. It really, I really liked that show. But uh, with this, you see them. Ochi just wants to run. You know, he's there as the, you know, the scaredy cat. We have to run. 
you run assassin it's funny darts just like i'm done with you but he's nice enough to let him walk with him right and then yeah. you end up with the idea where ochi is going to take off and seemingly does because at the end it seems like you only do see darth on top but maybe not mm-hmm. um but he says then whenever it is showed you this is how you'll die and then you end up having darth say i will not i do not fear death it is simply not an option and then puts that claw hand, the worst <laughs> hand that you can have. I mean, that they thing is not that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with that hand? What is he, a bender? You end up, so yeah. he ends up, right? <laughs> so he ends up, and he, start, like he starts using the force. Ochi sees this. And, and what are you doing? It, it makes sense because Ochi You're was cheating. first sent. And it's funny, too, because, you know, you end up having these lines of assassin's deal. But Ochi just keeps going. And he's like, You're not allowed to use that. The emperor will kill you for it. Um, Again, I want to point out that at some point, Ochi could just maybe blast Darth Vader, at least try, but he's not. He's kind of like his partner now a little, but he says, you know, he even seems like he's worried. He can't do that. The Emperor will kill you. You're breaking the rules. And Darth says there, you know, many have made such promises. They hope uh, to fill me with fear. And then he goes down the line. And I thought that was really good. It's almost like the Sith Lantern you know deal it's almost like the, yeah. the, the green lantern oath it, it's so cool yeah. because he's there as he's starting to use the force again against this humongous monster he said you know they have tried to fill me with fear but fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to power and leads i thought power. you know what that is, that would be a really cool oath to just you know keep saying mm-hmm. right? but yeah as a way to bring back the force and him using it pretty cool what he's doing it seems is controlling this massive monster and i think that on top of it the the coolest thing about it is you show this perspective you show how tiny they are to this thing and then i guess you could say he brings it to his knees but it's more tentacles uh but he's able (laughs) to just control this massive thing that was able to get in their mind as well this it looks like just some dumb beast whatever but it has abilities and it's able to do things but darth just like boom i'd like to think he was saving up it's i'm gonna go green lantern again because he's recharged there's there's a ton of charge going here but he ends up Mm -hmm. using the deal and it's funny because by the end it's is it because he doesn't want it to kill them or is he lazy because then he just gets on top of it i (laughs) I wish there was a little saddle and then and also I'd be disgusted <laughs> because the view he has on top of it, again, they have a little circle to make sure you don't miss it, that it's him. And yep. that's pretty good because you would. He's so small. He's so small in comparison to it. Eye sticks out of the socket enough that you have the Ugh. veins going in the back. Disgusting. Yeah. And, yeah, he's heading to the facility on Exegol, and he wants to see, you know, what's going on and then says, now let the emperor fear me. And he is pissed and he's ready to take it. And, uh, yeah, you end up having the next issue with the cover where, you know, you have a lot of oh, you know, the deal. Like it red, looks like, red yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on because this is the Sith deal. So you end up with terrifying secrets of Sithly power. Does Emperor Palpatine hide on Exegol? Will Vader's might be enough to defeat the Dark Lord of the Sith? And so we're getting to points here. Yeah, this is a quick move deal. But we're getting into parts where... You're getting more and more, and Greg Pak's doing a job in this where he is expanding the mythos. He's tying things in from even the, uh, you know, the sequels, the prequels, all yeah, of all that. the movies together, yeah, all of them everything. going together. And I think that yeah. that's what I like, where you could tend to do this and play it really, you know, co- not even coy. Cool. You could play it really close crop, where you don't 
want to change like i don't want to mess up because then somebody Mm -hmm. will say that this happened and that and this happened and that and a lot of this darth vader book has been you know hey here's another monster from here here's another thing but when you do it 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 feels cool and it's not just like "Eh, it's fan service stuff because a lot of the stuff is pretty obscure i mean this monsters from the solo movie it's not that obscure but using it in a different way here i thought was cool and uh you know using something that wasn't really played out that much and changing it and making it more as the deal with these monsters then must be used in different things and, and used to protect well, we nev- stuff. And- we never would have been able to predict that he'd be riding it at the end. No. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought mean, it was I, cool. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I didn't. I, I thought Darth Vader, well, he did. He does have those new legs. He, he's probably like, <laughs> he's got to, you know, oil them up a little. He's like the, the Tin Man in The Wizard <laughs> of Oz. So the Tin Man didn't want to walk that yellow brick road. He ain't got time for that. He wanted to ride some tentacle monster right to the Emerald City. But Dorothy, she, she didn't let him. She was a jerk with her regular fleshy legs, right? So you end yeah. up with this. I'm giving it an eight five. I'm going up. I was going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight five. I thought it was really cool. I love the the idea where we have seen flashbacks and stuff like that. But I really like this one, how it twists and turns, makes you think about what's going on and all that. And then he did the oath. So I'm in. <laughs> I want him to keep doing it. That's cool. Uh but yeah, what would you give it? I'm gonna I'm going to eight and a half too because the the story is concise and yeah. pretty pretty well written, and he ties a bunch of stuff together, and the art is on par with anything else. Yeah, it's really good, top of the notch. Yeah. You know, top this, notch. This is still my favorite one. So this is my favorite Star oh, yeah. Wars book by far. Now, definitely. Yeah, I, I really like it. Now, yeah, I'd like to get where Vader takes it back to the Emperor, which will eventually go. But I'm interested in each little issue. Quick reads, but has a lot. Of things to think about and a lot of things that just continues. I mean, you're writing a Darth Vader book. The main purpose, I would say, is to make Darth Vader a badass. And that's what this mm-hmm. is doing Which through is. and through. So, yeah, and you could say yeah. it's not that hard to do, but he's come up with a different way. Also, just the idea of, in general, the Emperor screwing him over so bad. So, again, that can lead to what happens at the end of Return of the Jedi. Where, well, why is mm-hmm. Vader going to be any sort of loyal to the emperor when he can you know end up going against that so screw the emperor he's making vader yeah all pissed. because the the last arc ended with him just getting destroyed by the empire emperor you know ripped apart i think it's going to go different this time yeah yeah when, so, when they meet again yeah yeah and then I, and then a good thing too is i think they use ochi as like a observer of how much of a badass star vader is. yeah and i hope that so ochi's kinda, still there. there to witness it yeah because i only see one guy on there, it's Darth Vader on top there. And I yeah. didn't look. Ochi is not there, but Ochi could be Scary waiting at the way. ship. And that would be cool thinking like, boy, Ochi. Uh, but then again, Ochi might wait there for him and not take off thinking, oh, the Star Destroyers and things. And Darth Vader's a real good pilot, but I don't know that he'd want to stay in that storage container. He probably ran to that building in yeah, his morning. Maybe. These guys. Um, he's probably dead like then. Pump. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he's in it anymore uh, or if he just skedaddled. Maybe he ran back to the Emperor. <laughs> I was shocked that he Darth Vader just didn't say, like a badass, stuck on a planet, just take your ship, go back to the Emperor, say you failed, and get the. But then again, then where, where's Ochi going to go? Because if he goes back to the Emperor now, even though he does condemn, I don't know how the Emperor is going to be so happy that he ended. But again, we may find out that this has all been a plan and Ochi's playing his part through and through through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's there True. to lead him places and things like that. So it's pretty cool. 
I actually really do like that concept now. As we're saying that, I'm trying to look to see if I can find out which book is coming out next week. And it is, I think next week might be the start of no books coming out. So we'll end up probably next week talking about Smuggler's Run. I knew that it Mm -hmm. was coming up that I think we have like one or two weeks where there's no Star Wars books. So we'll talk about the IDW Smuggler's Run Part 2 of 2. That was the Greg Greg Pock, the Greg Rucka uh, novel that they turned into a book that we really liked the first book the first issue we talked about on the patreon uh during the annuals week that one week and i really liked it you did too so i'm looking forward to that great so we'll see what's going down but that's that so we like this uh and yeah thanks everybody again go to our twitter ws marvel comics also go to the website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com and then go over to the patreon patreon.com slash weird science and me and matt are gonna head off here thanks for joining me again matt no problem and we will talk to you later